Okay, well, Pastor George and Pastor Darren here. Uh, no intro music today. Uh, in light of the tragedy at Covenant School in Nashville, which is a PCA church and school, uh, Covenant Presbyterian Church is the uh, who runs that school, uh, in light of the shooting and the tragedy there, we just didn't feel right about just going on with a normal podcast. At the same time, we didn't feel right about not doing anything, just taking a week off and... and uh, and and that's what these kinds of events do. They make it so that you don't know how to respond. You don't really know what to feel. And so we thought we would just have some reflections. And so uh, I assume everybody knows what happened. But yesterday at Covenant School in Nashville, which is a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church, uh, there was a school shooting killing three nine-year-olds and three adults. And uh, the shooter was also killed because of the response of the the police department so thank god for them but what brings this really close to home is it's a pca church and and but also uh, pastor chad scruggs and i'm sorry if i'm saying his his name wrong is a pca pastor and minister very well known went to our denominational seminary was an ruf pastor worked at multiple churches has a uh, just a beautiful young family it was his daughter who was uh, her life was horrifically taken in this incident. As well as I understand the headmaster of the school uh, lost life in this. So the senior pastor's daughter, the headmaster of the school. But we need to remember that six people were uh, were murdered in this. Three children and three school employees is, is my understanding. And so our prayers and thoughts go out to uh, this podcast is going to air on both Grace to Stand, which is the podcast Darren and I do, but also I'm going to—I'll just run it on my Presbyterian Reformed Churchman podcast because this is definitely PCA related. Uh, Darren, what are some initial thoughts you have? Um, how do how do we kind of want to start this discussion? Yeah, I, f- I found out about this yesterday. Um, it was coming out of a of a appointment and got a text from my mom who uh, said there was just a horrible shooting at a a school called the Covenant School in Nashville. And I thought, well, I mean, that's, that's the most Presbyterian sounding name of a, of a school that there could possibly be. And Nashville has a number of Presbyterian churches. There are a number of Covenant Presbyterian, there's a prominent church, Covenant Presbyterian church in Nashville. And and looked it up, and sure enough, it was it was connected with the the uh, the church the school was, and and was actually housed in the church. And it just it, you know all of these shootings. I mean, I remember exactly where I was when I heard of the Sandy Hook um, shooting, and um, definitely Columbine. Um, you know, and but many of the others that we've had. I mean, there have just been so many. Um, but I don't know. This one seemed to to hit pretty closely because I, I don't know um I, I don't know that I have any direct connection to the church, but I certainly have a ton of indirect connection to the church. Anybody who's a minister in the PCA or or connected to the PCA is gonna know somebody who knows someone pretty directly involved in that, uh, if not knowing them directly. And um it feels like an attack on family. I mean, for all of our um, differences that we have in the PCA, we we certainly are brothers and sisters in 
in Christ and we um, we we grieve um, when this happens anywhere. Uh, but when it happens to your own family, it it seems to hit a little bit closer to home. And then you just think of the absolute. Um, I mean, I, I have four children, George, you have three, and, and you don't have to be a parent to, to know that, I mean, the loss of a child is, is the, is probably the worst thing that, you know, that, that would be, you know, what would, what would be the most traumatic thing that could happen to me? It'd be the loss of one of my children. I mean, that would be, that would be certainly probably the, the most traumatic thing that could happen to me. And um, when it's done in such an unjust, barbaric, wicked fashion, um, it it stirs up a whole host of um, feelings. Uh, you know, certainly sadness, anger, uh, fear, um, bewilderment. I mean, just a whole list of them, and the the why questions start to, to get asked, you know, why, why does this happen? And, and I think a lot of people, you know, are, are confronted with the question of how, how is all this theology that we preach and hear about the sovereignty of God, the goodness of God, we hear about the promises of God. How does it, how does that come into play when something is, as horrific as this happens. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, it, uh, it, it just, it just pierces pretty deeply. And, um, you know, I grieve, I grieve with all of the, those who've lost friends and, um, family and children and parents and colleagues. Uh, uh, it, it's a, it's just a tragic situation. And um, so it's it almost right. Right. Well, yeah, you hit on a lot of a lot of uh, the ups and downs of my own emotions. And like you said, I've I even have congregants that were sending me notes from inside that school and church because they have family members or friends that go there. And so they had some more inside information. So you're right. Everybody in the PCA is probably only two degrees away from this. As a matter of fact, Pastor Pablo Ayon, the associate pastor that I co-labor with here at Meadowview, he, he actually went to school with Pastor Chad Scruggs. He worked with him, too, uh, while he was in seminary at Covenant. And so, yeah, this hits close to home for many, many people. And so, I mean, honest to be honest about the whole thing, when I first heard there was a school shooting, I kind of just was like, you know, there's another school shooting. Then, what, you know, um, right. Which is just sad yeah, that that's yeah. how not, I mean I wouldn't I mean not a, not completely indifferent, but just like yeah, this is this is becoming this is the world we live in, right? This is the world we live um, in now. Yeah. And then when I heard Covenant, I thought the same Covenant in Nashville, especially because obviously we have a lot of churches in Nashville, and, and a number of them are Covenant. And so then it then when that was confirmed, I was like, oh, this this hits closer to home, um, but still kind of distant from it you know then when it was a pca pastor's child that was and the first reports i had uh, weren't weren't confirmed whether uh, that his daughter had been killed i think it was his daughter yeah their only daughter they had th uh, three boys and a 
sweet little girl. Um, mm-hmm. It got even more close to home, but still, I got to be honest out there. And I think this is important for anybody listening to this. And I know a lot of my congregants listen to this. We, we put it out on the weekly email. We all process these things differently, you know? And so, so then I felt guilty for being disconnected or, or seemingly indifferent toward it. And, and I realized that's just how I process tragedy quite often is I, I, I keep it out there, you know, and I can intellectualize it. There's evil in the world. Um, we know that, uh, see, you know, try to be grateful for the, the good. I mean, the, it, it, the cops responded quick. They, um, mm-hmm. they, they took, you know, they, they, uh, dealt with the shooter. They, they killed the shooter. Um, mm-hmm. but really it was this morning during my, uh, time in the word and prayer when it kind of hit me, like, cause I had missed the kids going off to school this morning. Sometimes I do. And it's, I was thinking of my kids cause during my prayer time in the mornings, I typically would pray through. And I was like, you know, for these, for three families, kids went off to school and they're not coming back, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then it hit me, you know, that that's where it, mm-hmm. it became personal. And, you know, some people mm-hmm. will judgmentally say that's selfish of you. Cause you, well, that's just, we need to, we need to see things from the perspective of the victims. Uh, we have to put ourselves in their mm-hmm. shoes and there's layers to this because this seems to be a, an attack on, on Christians. I mean, that's, seems to be what what's going on here again um mm-hmm. I, we don't know and, and i'm happy to correct that if 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 more information comes out but um and then it's a pca and then it's a pca pastor and so like i just i just texted my my kids i mean my son has a phone he's in high school my daughter's in eighth grade she has a device she can get messages on uh, she doesn't have a phone yet in the eighth grade but uh just texted i love them you know because it, it then it really kind of hit me mm-hmm. and you know, when you said there's a lot of anger and a lot of questions, you know, I think that happens. Like we instantly want to, we want to be able to package this. We want to be able, and what I mean by that is like put it in a neat box and so somehow make sense of it. And I think tragedies like this are, you just can't do that very neatly, you know? And, and then there's always like, at what point do you deal with the issues? At what point do you let people grieve? And so I know, I mean, these events are so politically charged, uh, with discussions around gun control and discussions around school safety and, and, uh, what schools should do, uh, discussions of hate crimes, um, discussions of how the media narrative handles things. You know, and once again, we see in, you know, in the media first, it was a, a, like a, like a teenage girl was the shooter. Then it, you know, it's coming out that this is a 28 year old uh, trans person. Is, does that make it a hate crime? Um, she went to the school. Did she target the pastor's daughter? And then mm-hmm. there's people that say you're, you're, you're like, those are, those are somehow base motivations to ask those questions, but that's the reality that we're in. And I'm just trying to speak to my own congregants. If you're wondering those questions, I don't think it's wrong to wonder those questions. I think you have to keep them in the right perspective and balance. And remember that as much as we say, if God is sovereign, how can he allow this? The Bible speaks from cover to cover. Um, 
that we're in a fallen existence with with real wickedness in this world, real evil, mm-hmm. not just eh, we're, we're not so good, like real evil exists. And that's why Jesus had to come. And um, so, yeah, I'm just trying to speak to the uh, like the variety of, mo- of emotions there, Darren. Right. And and there are a variety of them and we all process them differently, as you said. And, and um, you know, it's raw. This hasn't even been 24 hours since this happened. So it's it's sometimes, um, you know, when you encounter such a thing uh, to people will be inclined to post things on their social media and, and theories and, and thoughts and so forth. And And sometimes it's it's best to just let that cool down a little bit before you, you do that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I mean, there, there are just certain things that I know to be true. I know to, I know that, um, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. And in God's grace, he's restrained, he's restrained, me and and others from going to the the extreme. We're not utterly depraved. We're totally depraved, but we're not utterly depraved. And something like this is as close to utter depravity as as we find in this world. And it really is a truly wicked world. And and things like murder, like this. I mean, you don't get you don't get to Cain and Abel, you know, the the first children of Adam and Eve before there's a murder. I mean, it, the it's a murderous spirit within people. There's there's true pitch black, dark, wicked skull and crossbones hate in in all of us to some degree, and and others it just goes to the extreme. But it's all it's all worthy of nothing but God's wrath. And so we think of you know a person like this. I mean, clearly a a demented person and we can you know i want to just go on the mental health um angle here because that you you're going to hear a lot about about that and and for good reason i mean there's plenty of mental health issues to be concerned about and, and to address when something like this happens however don't let that overshadow the spiritual element of it I mean, spiritually, this is a person who, a person who did this, and a person, people who, all of us who do, who do murderous things, who act out in anger and rage, um, do so because of a fundamentally spiritual problem. And the the spiritual problem in this individual who did this is that she did not have any true concept of the gospel of grace of the Lord Jesus Christ of of the things that are good and right and true and so all of the mental health treatment in the world as it as important and 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 probably necessary and and true as that is uh, you know maybe who knows we just don't know anything about that yet but um at the end of the day, the problem is truly a spiritual problem, and I think that we need to remember that. I don't don't let um, psychology over overshadow 
the the real issues at the heart no, it's of so men good. and women and boys and girls. All of my problems are ultimately um, spiritual, and um, so I think what does that what does that compel us to do? I mean, it it ought to. Um, you know, we have a if we have anger, and then it's 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 just. I mean, this justify. I, I I think we could be justifiably angry at, at that this happened, and angry at this person, and angry at all the factors involved. But uh, we, you know, that that's the I think the hundred thirtieth mass shooting in twenty thirteen. There are we haven't even hit ninety days. Of 2013, and there's a hundred been 130. Darren, 2023, you mean, right? Is... What year you did said I 13, say? so I just. Time oh, warp. well, I'm I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> 2023. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So 2023. I, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, we're just an incredibly violent nation and we live in an incredibly violent world and why is that well it's, yeah you know it's a, it's a what you're saying issue. right i mean we got to keep again that's why i said evil you know you said spirit because there's a thought that if we you know if people just didn't have ways to kill people again the second story in the bible the third you know cain and abel's right after the fall whatever right. chapter four so People have been killing people forever, and that's not to excuse it, but to say we have to face there's real evil in this world. You know, in in, uh, in places in this world where you can't even get a gun, they're, they're dri driving vans through crowds of people, and people are going to find ways to rage. And I'm glad you brought up the mental health thing and, and to keep that in perspective. There are real... Uh, the the worst mental health thing that we have is, is the raging against righteousness and God. And, and, uh, you know, even in the context of what you and I have been doing on grace to stand going through the Westminster larger catechism, and we see how, you know, all of Christian ethics falls into those areas and, and how many commandments were broken in this. I mean, we, we'd immediately jump to thou shall not murder, you know, um, but the sexuality commandment is 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 built into this. There's a breaking of the first table of the law, this raging against God. There's a breaking of the second table of the law in murder and, and sexuality issues, in also in um, in envy, um, coveting. I mean, like at, at some subconscious level, to lash out at this at this church community school even in the news reporting you know like in the wealthy neighborhood they say you know it's like and so you know again i don't know the, this person's right. motives i just know the human heart and the levels of sin that we have when we do things is never it's never unidimensional it's always multi-dimensional and it always comes back to rebellion against god and the discomfort that that gives us and that leads to all kinds of wickedness Right. <clears throat> well, I think we need to to pray for we need to pray for our neighbors. We need to pray for our communities. We need to pray that justice would roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever flowing stream. We need to pray that um, our neighbors would repent and believe and and turn to Christ and God with would um, keep a merciful hand 
upon um, upon the church, upon our our nation, upon our our world, and and also trust that that um, when he permits certain things like this to come to pass, when he when he even brings them to pass. Um, there, there's something mysterious that that God is is doing, and he's he's not getting it wrong. And you know, I was encouraged reading just what Chad Scruggs uh, he he issued just a, a brief statement uh, to the to the media, saying that they they are thankful that they can trust that their daughter is in the wow arms of Christ, and that she will rise to to be with him again. And, uh, that's, you know, that there's a, there's a confidence that a Christian can have, um, in such a way that we can grieve, but we don't grieve as those who have no hope, as Paul says. And I think first Thessalonians, he says that, uh, so I, I think that's how we ought to, to approach things like this grieve, but, but don't grieve as those who have no hope. Um, particularly when those who are in Christ uh, die and and are even unjustly taken yeah. like this to be with him. But I also think that we need to remember that our our father knows what it's like to um, to lose a son. Our father knows what it's like to have his own son unjustly murdered as well. And there's a whole bunch of mystery again, and, and we're always on the, the cusp of, of heresy when we start talking about the affections of God. But I think that it's, you know, he, he's, he's certainly not this um, this block of stone. I mean, he, he, he grieves. He grieves with evil, and I think he grieves with these families. He grieves with these friends. Um, and he grieves the evil that that has come to pass. How, however, you know, as as we think about the evil, there there are, again so many complex questions that we don't always have, you know, a, a, an airtight answer to all the time. Um, how how to make sense of things like this? But what we do have an airtight answer to is that is that God will one day make all things new and he will bring justice to pass and he will do what is right. And um, he has an answer to the, to the problem of evil. And I think that we can take great comfort in a God who has that. And I would, in in we could see that in, in Chad Scruggs comments to the media, uh, just that his confidence is in his faithful Savior, Jesus wow. Christ, so, despite the evil. So tough, man. Um, yeah. You know, our Savior tells us, if the world hate, hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. You know, and he was perfect right. love and came to uh, redeem us. I like what the um, the PCA uh the coordinators and presidents of the agencies in the Presbyterian Church of America just had a short statement over email to anyone on their list, but uh, they put in there Romans eight twenty six and twenty seven. That's just really good. 
Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And so if you're in that position where um, this is raising all kinds of, again, different emotions from sadness to anger to, you know, and uh, we always want to fix everything. And, and, and in this fallen world, there is no fix except for Jesus and the gospel. Um, but know that the that God is not absent and, and the spirit, is, as we reach out to the Lord, like I even in my, I have a prayer journal as part of my prayer time in the morning. And, uh, I started writing out a prayer and then I just, I just said no words. God, you know, you know, what's, mm -hmm. I have no words, you know, um, thank you for Jesus. Right. And, uh, what's, what's cool about those verses is, we, we typically give people Romans 8, 28, right? All, all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And really, it's eight it's Romans 8, 26 and 27 we need to be giving people in, in this time, which is the Spirit helps in our weakness. And when we don't even know what to pray, he's he's praying from within us. And so, like you said, I've, I even have congregants that were sending me notes from inside that school and church because they have family members or friends that go there and so they had some more inside information so you're right everybody in the pca is probably only two degrees away from this and so we're praying with you we're praying for you uh pastor chad i don't know his wife's name um but yeah yeah god god is with you thank you for your statement i haven't read that i, I look forward to seeing that. that those are my final thoughts darren i don't know if you have any final thoughts or you want to pray us out or you know yeah i'll uh I'll, I'll pray with a prayer that uh, Scotty Smith, who is a pastor, a PCA minister in the Nashville area, mm. no doubt knew these, um, many of the, the people involved, or certainly the, the folks at the church. Um, he he posted a prayer today that I thought was just really uh, helpful. And I, I'll just I'll just pray it along with him and, and uh, maybe these words can be words that uh, give us the words to be able to to pray as well but i just remember that great um hymn that this is mm. my father's world you know that that line that says you know this this is my father's world uh no let me never forget that though the wrong seems off so Amen. strong god is the ruler yet and we can we can trust that he is the ruler in the midst of all this. So I'll pray and that'll close us out for today. This is a prayer from Scotty Smith this morning. Lord Jesus, extreme sadness, the vulnerability of fear and anger, tears, questions, disbelief, numbness, and one prolonged cry, how long, O Lord? All of these come easy for us today here in Nashville. First, we pray for grieving families, children, friends, colleagues, neighbors, those most directly impacted by the terror and trauma of the attack at the Covenant School. Jesus, you do and will hold us fast, hold us tighter, hold us in our deep anguish and bitter weeping. Hold us as we hold one another, hold us as we cry out. When, Jesus, when? When will we never again have to pick caskets for our children, wear black, or be suspicious of anyone, anywhere, anytime? How long, Jesus, 
How much longer do we have to wait for defeated evil to become eradicated evil? That day is certain, but we want it now. When will there ever again be any form of harm? Never again. Until then, you tell us, do not be, over, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. But for the gospel, this would mock our sensibilities, Jesus. Help us, free us, hold us tighter. Free us to live and love toward the day when all swords, spears, and guns will be instruments of tilling, gardening, and mutual nourishment. The eternal day when we will finally and forever feast in the house of Zion. Jesus, we know in the courts of heaven there is a calendar of grace and providence. And we know that if we knew what you know, our hearts would be at rest. But today we thank you for the freedom to hurt so deeply and ask so intensely for you to hurry up the day of wiped tears and no more death. Amen. So very. Amen.